No, you don't, Bob. Get back in there. It's the devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Cartoon Tonic. This is the podcast where we drink and watch cartoons. My name is Brian Duchler. Joining me as always is Miss Kayla and Mr. Josiah. How are you two today? Not bad. It's Friday. The work week is over for me. I'm excited about that. I baked a ginormous cake. You did. Josiah, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. This is like the first Friday we've recorded in quite a while. Yeah, yeah. so um, you know there's feels, booze involved. It feels right. Yeah. It does. It, it feels, feels good, right. despite me being very ill right yeah. now. <laughs> this feels really nice. We won't talk about that, but I, I want to break uh, uh, our protocol just slightly and just go right into the drink because I've already been drinking it because it's, it's delicious, right? Uh, Kayla, what did you do slash grow <laughs> for, this, for this drink? What did you do? So, because you've probably seen the title of this episode, before we, we jump in, I'm going to jump a little bit. What show we're watching today is Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco is a wallaby who happens to be from Australia as far as the show is concerned. So I wanted to grab a drink that had something Australian in it or something to do with Australia. So I hopped on the old internet and tried to find a drink that um, we could get from Australia. And let me tell you about the dumb thing I did. I <laughs> thought ginger beer was beer. It's not. It's like ginger ale, except it's a little bit more ginger forward. Oh, really? So ginger beer is not alcoholic. <laughs> Just so, like dog beer was also not alcoholic. <laughs> well, it was. It was terrible though. Um, so I found a ginger beer that is made in Australia, and I thought, great beer, Australia. We're we're in business. So I got some. What is that? Bungaberg. I think that's what it is. Bundaberg. 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 Gets more fun every time you say it. <laughs> Ginger beer, which is brewed in Australia. And then I realized that I'm a dumbass and there's no actual booze in it, which is fine. Sometimes we don't drink, but it's Friday, damn it. Um, so I went online and I found something called a gin gin. And gin gin consists of ginger beer and some gin. Also some simple syrup, some mint and some lime juice, and you mix that all up in there and muddle it together, and you get the ginger that we are drinking today. The thing that I grew for it, as Brian alluded to, um, is I, I have an herb garden, so I grew the mint. It's fresh mint from the garden, just picked today. I also made a simple syrup, but that's just water and sugar, so, you know, what up? It's still impressive. And that's it what looks we're very drinking. professional. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend like I'm drinking it for the first... We've been drinking it this entire time. It's so good. It, it is fantastic, and yeah, it, is it is a it is a hot, humid day here in Michigan today. So this is super refreshing. It is very refreshing. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm not as classy as you two. Apparently, like I'll just drink like gin and Verners, and I'm like, hey, look what I got! It's delicious. Uh, so this is just a much better, more well-rounded version of that. It's more sophisticated. <laughs> I'm a chemist. Yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a simple man. You know. <laughs> Uh, but it's fantastic. The mint is beautiful and fragrant and delicious. This is a this is a nice cocktail, and we don't get to enjoy the same cocktail all the time. So mm -hmm. this is very nice that we we have this today. So yeah, and it was a little bit of an adventure today to drop the booze off to you too while we're sipping and chatting. 
uh, we went to pull into your driveway and the van was in a different spot than it normally is. And it threw Saya off. So we just kept driving and there's a light. You live on a main road and there's a light a little ways down the line. And I was like, I'm just going to get out of the car and walk down the street. So at the red light, not at the crosswalk, just at this light, I reached into the back seat, grabbed a Target bag full of various items for some boozy beverages, hopped out of the car in the road and then walked to your house. And then Saya just circled the block and picked me up from the main road again to, for us to continue on our way back home. You guys so. somehow made it even shadier. Yes. It was, yep. it was smooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, so uh, it was a holiday this week, uh, so they didn't pick up our trash. Mm-hmm. And, and if they did, the cans would have been removed and my wife's van would have been in the same spot. And it would have just been a normal drug deal <laughs> that you guys did. Uh, but we had to change it up today. Yeah, a little bit of a flourish. I got out of the car and I was screaming just to get more attention. And <laughs> <laughs> I was just honking because I couldn't find the emergency signal. <laughs> I like it. Uh, okay, but that actually almost happened. <laughs> uh, so um, I'm on a bit of an, an adventure uh, this past week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a nice little reward from work, a gift card that I used towards a uh, a new smoker. Nice. I got that. And I've been sending you guys picture of yes, you pictures have. of what I've been doing. Uh, like just normal stuff like smoked chicken thighs and I uh, made chicken legs and uh, I made uh, ribs one day. Got just super into the whole process and I have literally... 10 pounds of pork belly curing in my refrigerator right now (laughs) because I wanted some motherfucking bacon and bacon's real expensive right now. So when I get into something, I just really get into it. Like we, we went from like, um, hyper focus. Yeah, for sure. Like I went from, I'm going to smoke some chicken thighs to like, I'm fucking curing 10 pounds of pork belly. (laughs) Next week you're going to buy a pig. (laughs) You know what? My smoker is not big enough for that, but one day, one day I'm doing a whole hog. Yeah, and if so, if anyone doesn't know what the process of like curing is, you have to have like a mixture of like salt and sugar and like sodium nitrite. And uh, it did look like I was like had like a weird like half butcher shop, half like meth lab in my kitchen for like a half a day there, as I'm carefully measuring these uh, you know chemicals to to make bacon, and then. my uh, there's a drawer in my refrigerator that just looks like a scene from saw like just <laughs> like pretty brutal but uh so monday if all goes well i will be putting that on the smoker and if it turns out uh not poisonous uh you guys will have some uh, fresh bacon delivered so Ooh, very nice to that. Yeah, very nice i will trade some of this uh peanut butter chocolate cake uh, in advance for some bacon. That seems like a good bartering system. I, I was going to say, like, I, I really appreciate you. You brought me this cocktail and you also got diet ginger beer, which I really appreciate because I'm it's the uh, only thing they had. But, uh, well, you know, it was for I'm you. I'm going to pretend like you did it for me. <laughs> and then, you know, I would say thank you. And then also you sent me a picture of one of the most beautiful fucking cakes I've ever seen in my life <laughs> with peanut butter, which is my favorite ingredient uh, of all time. Um, yeah. And you're going to just go ahead and uh, crush my diet for for an evening. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yep. There was a leftover cake batter from the two cakes that I made. Um, so it's chocolate cake that I cut in half. And in between the layers of chocolate cake, there is an extremely dense peanut butter cake, which was just vanilla cake that I added peanut butter to and I forgot an egg in, but it turned out real good. Um, 
And that's stacked together kind of like a Reese cup. In between the layers, I put cream cheese peanut butter frosting that it was homemade that I, I created. That's real tasty. Whole thing slathered in regular chocolate frosting and a bunch of crumbled Reese's. I'm mildly allergic to peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> No, she's she's doing this mostly for me. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, you can make something else. She's like, it's fine. I'll do it. I'll suffer. Because you're going to have some. Of course I'm going to have some. I'm going to be a little itchy. I'm going to be a little uncomfortable. It's going to be fine. I have my uh, Hey, what kind of dessert do you want? Like, I want peanut butter basil cake and nothing else. (laughs) I'm like, sure. But there was leftover batter. So I made cupcakes of both kinds, chocolate and peanut butter. And the peanut butter uh, cupcakes I dunked in chocolate ganache, and they taste exactly like um, actual Reese cups. So, dang, I'm it's, I'm excited to share it with y'all because there's so much. It's super good. When you when you like say I, I think I might bake today, I know <laughs> like it's gonna be so much more than I expect. <laughs> I'm I'm not much of a baker. Like I struggled for like the longest time making like a basic chocolate chip cookie and I've gotten better at it. Like mm-hmm. I've been able to cook for a very long time. I can make like pretty decent meals and I have been able to for, you know, since I was a kid, I just love cooking. But for some reason me and baking just like can't get along, but I got like the cookie down. I'm, I'm nice. happy with that. Nice. But I, and I made like a badass cheesecake once. But something about cakes, because it's like, oh, make sure you got leavening agents. I'm like, I'm out. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> you know, stick a toothpick in when it comes out clean. What the fuck does that mean? Like, I just, I don't personally don't I get lose it. the toothpick. Damn oh, it. fuck. That's probably fine. Whoever Not finds again. a toothpick is lucky. You know? Chuck the whole cake. <laughs> Keep losing toothpicks. Yeah. Um, so. I, I don't do I don't do much of that, but uh, I don't now I don't have to because you're just going to keep sharing your creations with mm-hmm. me. So I don't have to bake. Mm-hmm. I'll just trade bacon for baked goods and the world will keep spinning and I'll <laughs> gain all my weight back. <laughs> well, I guess we should probably talk about today's show. What are we watching today, guys? We are going to watch Rocco's Modern Life today. Rocco's Modern <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> It's pretty good. You guys want some uh, information on Rocco's Modern Life? Yeah. Uh, join us after this break. We're, uh, <laughs> yes, please. Rocco's Modern Life is an animated television series created by Joe Murray and focuses on the surreal adventures of a wallaby named Rocco Wallaby and his life in the city of O-Town. I don't know why it's named O-Town, but it's named O-Town. Rocco is originally from Australia, and the show explores his American life as well as the lives of his friends and neighbors. Some of these characters include a steer named Heifer Wolf, who is Rocco's best friend, the neurotic turtle named Filbert Turtle slash Shellbuck, and of course, Rocco's faithful dog, Spunky. Often the antagonist in the show, we also see his grouchy neighbor, Ed Bighead, along with his friendly wife, Beverly. The show is laden with adult humor, including some double entendres, innuendos, and satirical social commentary. Rocco's Modern Life generally received positive reviews during its original broadcast run, and in the recent years have seen a renewed praise for its writing and subversive humor. Murray created the title character for an unpublished comic book series in the late 1980s, and later reluctantly pitched the series to Nickelodeon, which was looking for edgier cartoonists for its then-new Nicktoons. The network gave the staff a huge amount of creative freedom, with the writers targeting both children and adults. 
In an interview with Polygon in November of 2018, creator Joe Murray was asked about how he managed to get some of Rocco's more adult-themed jokes on a children's show. And part of his reply is as follows. He said, It was a different time then, looking at Nickelodeon. They were just getting on the map. Ren and Stimpy actually premiered while I was working on the pilot for the show. My stuff was so weird, but then I watched Ren and Stimpy, and I was like, oh, this might work. (laughs) Everything was different then, and Nickelodeon was kind of going for that. You know, they wanted to break out and break out of the mold of what was going on. So there were so many rules that had come down onto kids' TV that it was kind of our time to break out of it. The show premiered on September 18th, 1993, and ended on November 24th, 1996, totaling for four series and 52 episodes. The show launched the careers of voice actors Carlos Alizaricki and Tom Kenny. After the show's cancellation, much of the staff regrouped to work on SpongeBob SquarePants, created by Rocco's creative director, Steven Hillenburg. A special entitled Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling was digitally released on Netflix on August 9, 2019. After being stuck in space for 20 years, Rocco and his friends returned to the late 2010s. Wow, that's hard to say. The late 2010s. Oof. (laughs) In O-Town, with modern amenities such as constantly updating touchscreen phones, radioactive energy drinks, food trucks, and coffee shops in every corner. Rocco, who does not share Heifer and Filbert's enthusiasm for the 21st century, attempts to get his favorite television show, The Fatheads, back on the air, since it's the last remnant of his past. So to do so, he goes on a quest to find Ralph Bighead, the show's creator. The episode we're going to watch today, we're actually going to watch the very first episode of season one. We're going to watch it on Amazon, and it's another uh, split series. So the title is Carnival Knowledge and Sand in Your Navel. It aired on September 19th, 1993. Nice. Now, Saya, I think we have some fun facts. But before that, do you guys have any strong recollections of Rocco's Modern Life outside of that theme song that you guys both kind just, of like you know, nailed? The theme song. I just basically, it's like what Saya did, like Rocco's. And then there's just a, like the follow up is like Rocco's Modern Life. It was yeah. like a weird, like, <laughs> I just remember that song. Yep. <laughs> I just remember being a kid and watching it and somehow even then knowing that Rocco works at a like a phone as a phone sex operator. I don't yeah. know how I knew that at such a young age, but I'm like, uh, it's a phone sex operator. Like it must have been like like an SNL skit or something. Mm. That's how I knew it. But like I was like, that's kind of weird, you know, and I just just specifically remember him being just like. Oh baby, oh baby, oh baby! Like I just remember oh him. Like, I don't remember that, but it's <laughs> yeah. funny that you remember what yeah. he actually yeah. said. I I remember because it kind of popped up on social media about like, can you believe like this was a thing? This was like actually a cartoon, and it had that image of like him working at the hotline, and it said like notes like "be naughty." Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> like next to it, which that's kind of what I remember. I really liked uh, Rocco's Modern Life. Most of what I remember is like there was a lot of there was a lot of innuendo. There was a lot of very thinly veiled, sometimes not even thinly veiled, <laughs> like adult jokes. And it was stuff that didn't fly over my head, even though I watched it at a very young age. But mm-hmm. it was also like way more palatable than uh, like Ren and Stimpy. That's an interesting comparison that you brought up, too, that he kind of like looked at that and said, like, oh, yeah, I guess we're OK, because this was definitely 
on our TV more than Ren and yeah. Stimpy. For sure. I I absolutely enjoyed this a lot more than Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Interest interested to see if that still holds up. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And in that that interview too that I was reading, he talked a lot about not wanting to talk down to kids and how there was a difference between the kind of zaniness that they were doing in this show versus Ren and Stimpy and that Ren and Stimpy was just kind of like it was almost like cosmic. Like it was just random especially that episode that we watched a couple weeks ago and there really wasn't like a driving storyline or anything like that that happened whereas with Rocco's modern life it was supposed to be about like a coming of age tale Um, right Rocco is supposed to be like 20 something in the show and it's talking about yeah it's supposed to be about him developing into a modern life of being a 20 something um you know wallaby from australia that's a phone sex operator so uh tale as old as time (laughs) you know the regular (laughs) coming of age story that everybody knows (laughs) it makes a lot it makes a lot of sense um you know i i didn't love ren and stimpy when i was a kid you know Mm -hmm. when i revisited as like a teenager i didn't really get into it then either and then I remember people being like, well, yeah, what if you like drink and maybe use some substances as an adult? You'll like really like Ren and Stimpy. I'm um, here to report. Also not true. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, it's it's not for me. And I, and I can get that why it's for some people. Um, just uh, there was like three periods of my life where I was told that, oh, now you'll get this show. And mm-hmm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. So. But that that makes a lot of sense. It's a little more this Rocco's Modern Life is a little more of a grounded show, despite being as weird as you just described <laughs> <Yes>. it. <laughs> so I do have a couple fun facts. Some touching on the adult humor, but also like just a really interesting one at the start. So Kate Pearson and Fred Schneider from the B-52s mm-hmm. are actually the ones that sang the theme song on the the second season. Really? That makes a lot of sense because it does like the Rocco's Modern Life. You yeah. Know? yeah. Sounds just, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. That makes a lot of sense oh. now. <laughs> oh, wow. Hold on. I can hear it much better now. <laughs> oh, I, my gosh. I don't think we're going to hear it, but we do have access to season two. So I kind of want to skip through and see what that Let's sounds see what like. It sounds like. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the inappropriate jokes on Rocco's Modern Life uh, slipped past the censors, including a joke about Rocco literally spanking a monkey. Um, but one of the episodes actually pushed it too far and the entire episode got taken off air. And that episode um, is called Leapfrogs. And it shows a neglected Bev Bighead, uh, the neighbors that were frogs, mm-hmm. who decided to several times like awkwardly try to seduce Rocco. And uh, <laughs> and cheat on Mr. Bighead because she was being ignored. And uh, the episode, I remember this one too. Uh, mm-hmm. The episode ends with uh, like the Bigheads like reconciling and getting back together, and then going to bed and breaking plates with their tongues because they were frogs and that were they were like into that. I I remember thinking as a kid like, oh, that's like a sex joke or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not foreplay that I'm familiar with, but no, apparently they were into it. No kink shaming here. Um, so on top of uh, some some other stuff that was inappropriate, uh, there's an episode where Rocco and Heifer are like taking a road trip and they stop off for the night at a motel, the quote unquote, no tell motel, yes. uh, which had a sign out front offering hourly rates. 
Okay, so for just a split second, though, because me as a child and kind of me as an adult, I understand what an hourly rate means at a no-tell motel. But in my head also, like, I've driven several hours to go to different states before. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, I could totally pay for, like, just a six-hour nap. That's fine. <laughs> like, that's my stupid, innocent brain going, yeah, you don't want to pay for a full night. He wants to pay 70 bucks. Like, whatever. Hey, as, <laughs> as someone who used to do pest control, don't do that. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> well, the scene gets even better when they go in and the clerk behind their desk says, we won't have another room available for about another 20 minutes. And then, <laughs> and then when Rocco says that he wants a room like for the night, the clerk goes all night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, like I was that. in that same article I was reading. They were talking about some of the things that they had to censor specifically they weren't really allowed to talk about a whole lot of uh, satanic things or anything that had to do with the devil, except there is an entire episode about yeah. them going to heck and they can't say hell on the show. So it was a running joke throughout the se season that they would say heck as much as possible because they could get away with heck instead of saying hell. I remember that one too. And they have like, I think it's Heifer when he goes down there goes down to hell there's like a sign that says like welcome to hell but hell is scratched out and, and it says heck, heck yep <laughs> <laughs> i i didn't remember this growing up in the 90s because i was little but uh i i'm aware of it now of the uh i think they call it the satanic panic oh you yes. guys remember that yeah yep I, the 80s satanic panic exactly so living through it i didn't really remember it but apparently it was a thing and i guess it carried over into the 90s and um, i'm sure that you know, million moms didn't uh, didn't really appreciate that too much. Uh, I certainly appreciate it, though. I like it. It's a good joke. It is a really good joke. I'm glad we got that out of it. And then, like, shortly after that, they're just like, uh, let's have a cartoon with just a, a red naked devil that just, you know, constantly. <laughs> <Right>? And like, <laughs> you know, like, like, we're just we're just fucking going for it. Wasn't there also a devil character in Powerpuff Girls, too? Like, oh, I thought yeah. that's who you're talking about. I was like, yeah, oh, that's, that's a different. One. I think that was Cow and Chicken. Yeah. Cow and chicken, yeah, mm -hmm. the, the just the red ass naked devil all the time and mm -hmm. cow and chicken. So they, uh, you know, they they overcorrected a little bit with the with the. Now it was like satanic panic. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I I also remember what the, was it Rock was Martin Life where there was a a band episode due to like a biker gang. Was that also? Morocco's Modern Life, or was that Cow and Chicken? Now, that may have been Cow and Chicken, now that I think about it. Mm, yeah, I didn't see anything about that uh, biker episode being banned. So, it, okay, it was possible. It was Cow and Chicken, which I'm sure we'll do one day and we'll bring it up then, because that is a wild fucking story. <laughs> we, won't, we won't spoil it here. One more memory I would kick myself if I didn't bring up, because one of our good friends, Brandon, quotes this, like we quote it back and forth all the time, there's one of my favorite characters, Filbert, uh, which is a turtle. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to be like this real nerdy turtle, but he's he's talking about nerdle. he's a he's a nerdle. And uh, <laughs> there's there's an episode where he's he's kind of like just rambling about. I think it's like comic books. There's that classic line where he's like, "You wash your hands and you turn the page, and then you wash your hands and you turn the page," and he just. <laughs> He keeps saying that over and over. It's I've heard you guys quote that back great. and forth to each yeah. other. Like. But for the longest time, you're like, they're just both germaphobes. It's fine. Like This is normal to them. Yeah, it's fine. You just when you wash your hands, you turn the page. It's fine. 
Well, great. Well, uh, anything else we should cover before we hop into this episode? This drink is delicious. It I just is want to reiterate. Very yeah. good mm-hmm. on my very upset stomach. It's actually helping quite a bit. So well, that's the power ginger. of ginger beer and mint. <laughs> Kids. No, don't don't do that. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. No, no gin for the children. I am a doctor. Listen to me. No, no, no. That is not true. Do not listen to me. Uh, please join us after this. Except uh, listen to you on this. Definitely listen join us to after. me. Listen to me right now and only right now. Join us after this break where we're going to review Rockus Modern Life. When the drought finally broke, we had our own special way of celebrating with a drop or two of the amber nectar. And we're back. We just finished watching Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> <laughs> Which right away we found out that the the intro music is noticeably different. In yes. season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, definitely different. So if there was, there was two things you could have told me at the beginning and I would have been like, no, no, fuck you. <laughs> one of them would have been. I'm going to die on this hill. Fuck you. <laughs> one of them would have been, hey, season one theme song, not as good as season two on. I would have been like, no, it's the same song. It's not. It's completely mm-hmm. different. Nope. If you also would have told me brutal frog murder. Oh uh, my God. <laughs> I w- would not have believed you. It happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost twice yeah. <laughs> in this episode. Almost. Uh-huh. I think it was like a requirement for 90s cartoons to be a little bit gross. Yes. Right? So the Boogers first... Sec- and yeah, yeah. Vomit, there was quite a bit of vomit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think it was like a prerequisite. Like if you're a 90s cartoon, you got to be gross. Um, first segment was uh, a uh, uh, Rocco and his friend Heifer um, taking a trip to a carnival... That was at like what was it like a like a sewer plant or like a the waste? water treatment plant? Yeah, and we're like, what's going on at the water treatment plant? It's, oh, it's a carnival. Yeah, which they they go and visit, and the entire place is ran by pigs, uh, who were who were pretty gross. Oh, there um, were slugs. Slugs. Oh, yeah. There's slugs. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there Slayer were some Mackenzie. There were some pigs in there too, but yes. yes, it was run by slugs. Which the the main slug at the gate looked exactly like Slurm McKenzie from mm-hmm. Futurama, did he not? Like, he did. <laughs> yep. Standard carnival stuff. Like everything they go do, they're getting ripped off. Uh, one of my favorite things is he Rocco goes to a claw machine. You know that that game where you control a claw and it goes and picks up a prize. Hopefully, they almost never work. Uh, this one doesn't work like like in real life, but it has a little extra bonus to it where it fucking robs you <laughs> when you play it. Like, Rocco's like, there's like a gold bar in there and like diamonds and whatnot, and the claw just comes out and steals Rocco's watch and then puts it in the machine, which I thought <laughs> was... Uh, was I mean, even cool. more so, like, before they even walk up to it, they show the claw machine and some kid wins like he grabs a bunny and then it rips the bunny's head off. <laughs> yeah. Stuffed bunny, by the way, like, right, a, right. like a stuffed, stuffed animal. Yeah, the animal murder off. happens uh, slightly after this. Slightly scene. later. Not far after, but, you know. Yeah, you know, like everyone's been to a shitty carnival. This one is in particular sh- literally shitty at the water treatment center. Rocco does that standard, like, uh, throw a ball at these... Uh, at these uh, uh, milk jugs, milk cartons. jugs, yeah, knock them down. You win a prize, and it's obviously rigged. He throws it at him, and nothing happens. And he gets pissed off, and he just uh, like winds up like only you can do in cartoons. You know that classic windmill wind up thing. 
yeah, he throws out the milk jugs and the entire booth blows up to reveal that the jugs are still just standing there. Um, which, which was pretty fun. Uh, yeah, they did uh, several gags like that, that were just kind of showing different ways that the carnival is rigged. Yeah. There's the frog one. I don't think that we're ready to get to just yet. Uh, plan the frog on the, the lily pad. But they, um, they do show some rides and one of them is the, I think it was the Muggo. Everything was O Muggo, something. Muggo World. Muggo Instead World. of like the cup ride, it was uh, right. coffee cups. And people were getting in the coffee cups and they were going around and the coffee was supposedly like brewing. And then when it got hot enough, it poured all over the coffee cups and everybody yeah. just screamed because they're being scalded. Uh, Rocco and Heifer decide to go on a Ferris wheel um, and uh, he convinces uh, Heifer convinces the operator to stop it at the top so they can like see the whole park and he keeps moving around and making Rocco nervous and then the operator like hits a button and it like flips them upside down so all their money drops out so he can like rob them like every like almost every booth they go to he's just trying to rob them and specifically with the Ferris wheel he like they got in there and there's no safety bar and the slug goes safety first and like puts these wraps around just to their ankles so that later when he flips their cart it's literally hanging them upside down and shaking the money out of their pockets by their ankles and the whole time Rocco's just like this is crap this is crap this is crap and Heifer who I think in the entire series is just like notoriously too chill he's just too okay with everything she's like it's fine. Let's just get, get more food and ride another ride. And they like ride this saw ride where oh, that was it's supposed it, yeah. to be like a, a log ride where you're in like a log and it takes you over the water and blah, blah, blah. But there's like actual saws and they get flipped upside down and almost drowned. There's piranhas with tough arms. I don't know why the piranha have tough arms, but they do. <laughs> they try and eat them. Like it's just dangerous. I, I can One, answer that for you. Uh, those piranhas lift, bro. That's why. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't even lift, bro. <laughs> How old is do you even lift, bro? Yeah, Can we? It's got to be pretty old. Uh, yeah. Dating yeah. ourselves there huh. too. We're in our thirties. <laughs> one of the things that I really liked about that one too was like they get on, they're about to go on the log ride, and the the, the guy at the booth's like, "You're you're gonna get wet at this ride," and then just sprays them with the hose <laughs> before they even start. With the hose. But so they write all these rides. There's a few different ones. There's one like the nosebleed where it's this giant roller coaster. And they on the way down, you see one of the the workers is nailing a sign next to the roller coaster, but you can't read it just yet because he's standing in front of it. And as they uh, Heifer and Rocco continue to fall down the roller coaster, when they land, you see the sign says roller coaster under construction. And so it's just like a shoddy built roller coaster that they were on. But the best slash worst of these games was a hundred percent the flip a frog onto a lily pad <laughs> which i hope it never truly exists anywhere i hope it was just like a weird creation of this show because come on don't be mean to frogs but second what happened to heifer's frog would always <laughs> happen especially if there were children involved so the premise is that you get kind of a bs hammer and there's like a can and a board and the board's over the can to kind of make um like a teeter-totter like a teeter-totter thing and the the carnival worker just slaps a frog on one side and you have to use the hammer to lift the frog and launch it into the pond and land it on a lily pad except heifer <laughs> winds up <laughs> gets ready 
And instead of bringing his hammer down on the lift the frog over side, just smashes the fucking frog. And you just see the frog is like this slightly more blue than green teal. You just see the carnival worker gets splashed with frog goo. It's just like somebody <laughs> slapped him with blue slime and Heifer makes a comment like, oh darn, or uh-oh, like not like really acknowledging the massacre. Yeah. And the carnival worker just goes over to another, like a, a box of the the box said real live frogs on it. I don't know if you guys saw that. Did or not. It? Yeah. Yeah. Grabs a frog out. And this time the frog is like a tough guy frog. Like he's got a cigar and like a bowler hat and he's trying to intimidate Rocco into like not being able to flip him into the pond. And so Rocco does the same thing he does at that, that milk carton thing where he gets really angry and winds up and goes and gets a, wrecking ball because those are always available in cartoons as well there's Mm -hmm. always a wrecking ball and he uses the wrecking ball to launch the frog into space but as the frog is going into space he just like starts calling him you're a loser or something like that like he keeps loser 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 to Rocco he's like a really rude frog he's got like a cigar and everything yeah that was one rude frog just there were several rude. characters with like cigars and stuff. Yeah, this whole there's thing. like there's like a I, I, it was like a mascot. I think it was just like the sun or something. Yeah, and it was just like and a like, furry like lollipop. I don't know what that was. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it was either. But he had a great line where like one of them one of them said like I can't win uh, I can't win nothing. And then this character just comes up with the cigar. He's like no one ever does, kid, and then just walks off screen. <laughs> and it was just fucking great. <laughs> I really really enjoyed that one. One really memorable ride that we all forgot. Um, the ride to hell. Oh, yeah. It's kind of, yeah they they got the elevator say, to hell. They act, elevator. Sorry. Had to. <laughs> they actually had the word hell. This is the first episode. We just talked about how they weren't allowed to say it. And like these characters, uh, the elevator to hell drops you into the ground. And then the, the carnival worker, like, pulls a lever to set them all on fire <laughs> and then brings them back up. And when they come up, they're all like scalded and, and smoky. They walk off the elevator and then the devil walks off the elevator and the carnival worker's like, Hey, no, get back in there. And like shoves <laughs> them back into the elevator. And it was just like, we just talked about how they weren't allowed to have like anything devil related or say hell. And it was in, I mean, they didn't say it, but it was in the very first episode. Maybe they used all of their like ability to use it in just the first episode. Yeah. Maybe they had a quota. So kind of like how the this segment wraps up is they go on like the big ride of the amusement park, which takes them into space uh, as, as you know, roller coasters tend to do. And while they're like going up like this hill into space, ready to go down, the frog is just in orbit. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 who's uh, yeah, just going around antagonizing Rocco. Well, so it drops them down. And then like, as they're falling, it kind of pans back down to the carnival. And there's a guy like hammering in a sign that says uh, a roller coaster under construction. Mm-hmm. And then they like crash. But then after they crash, that frog that they launch into space just happens to land in one of those lily pads. So they win. And when, when it lands in the lily pad, the entire carnival just stops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just, and they're like, he's like, here you go kid. Here's your prize. One genuine Chinese finger trap. And he, you know, Rocco takes and he's happy and they're walking away. And 
uh, Heifer makes like a comment like, like, oh, that was kind of like a ripoff or we like spent too much or we didn't really get much or anything. And like Rocco's like whole like thing is like, oh, no, we got this. You got to be more trusting of people, even though he was just robbed right. that entire time that he was but there. Did you hear the very last line that he said? No. Oh, it broke. Oh, it did. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just oh. an optimistic little wallaby, you know? He's, yeah. Not everyone's out to rip you off, Heifer. You have to learn to trust people. So this uh, episode kind of falls uh, victim to kind of like a lot of like the 90s segmented like cartoons where second segment just wasn't nearly as good as the first yeah. one. I'm just going to say that right off the bat. It's kind of like a classic cartoon beach day episode. Um, starts out in Rocco's house where it's just super hot. Uh, they're doing this thing that I never I only ever saw in cartoons. I don't think it's a real right. thing, but please correct me if I'm wrong. You just sit in front of a fan that's blowing on a large block of ice. Is that a thing? Yeah. Has anyone ever actually done that? No, that's a hundred percent a thing. Before, yeah. That's a hundred percent a thing. Never never seen it. You can it literally of buy these little boxes. They almost look like a fish filter that you fill with ice and you hang off the back of an oscillating fan in order to cool the air in the room off the fan. Wow, I have yeah. never seen. It. I apparently had super privilege growing up. I've never <laughs> seen one of those. Go uh, nice fan, Brian. I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, they just wanted to show that it was hot, and and uh, one one kind of scene that was fun is like Rocco goes into his refrigerator, grab more ice, and there wasn't any, and there's just like cockroaches in there, like having like a pool day in the refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was kind of fun. <laughs> they um, did another gross bit because it's the '90s cartoon yeah. where Rocco is. Sweat he's literally sweating buckets because he's sweating into buckets that are attached to his shoulders under his armpits. And they just uh the dog comes over and chugs it. I'm gonna leave yeah, it at that. It was spunky. It was it was, it was pretty gross. Mm-mm. Wasn't a good time. So they go drive out to the beach where there's traffic and then he's going to find like parking and there's like the parking lot that's like right next to the beach is like a thousand dollars and a little bit further it's like six blocks away it's like a hundred dollars and then it goes a little bit further and there's like one that's like you know a little bit further away but it's basically just like a junkyard and there's mm-hmm. a bunch of crashed cars and he goes even a little bit further it's parking for one dollar and it's literally right in front of his house <laughs> and he goes oh that kind of looks like our house huh and then he just parks in his own driveway so they get to the beach and it's just gross like it's mm-hmm. just they just depicted that beach being super fucking gross, disgusting. Yeah, oil spill and just like animals everywhere. He uh, he puts like a, a um, like an umbrella up and he he's putting on like body butter, I guess, but it looks <laughs> just like a stick of butter. Uh-huh. I, it was kind of strange. And then he gets accosted by I don't even what was the character supposed to be. They're all supposed to be. It was a hippo. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, can you butter my back? Like, just like (laughs) ridiculous voice, like just over the top voice. Would you mind buttering my back? And he goes to like, for some reason, he's standing on her head to butter her back, which was weird. And then he falls straight into her tits. Yep. Um, Just wedged right in there. Yep. Just falls right in there. And then she does like, she she says this thing that I like I've heard before and I don't know if it's from this or if they're referencing something else but like I actually say it quite often I go how dare you and yeah. that's the exact voice that she did so I don't know if like I just remember that and just now do it as an adult or maybe they're referencing something else I'm not sure if anyone knows uh 
put it in the comments, message yeah, us. I don't, I don't know because it's got to be from something. It's classic like beach stuff. It's uh, you know, he wants to go play volleyball and he gets rejected because he's tiny. You know, he, was he, uh, sad. it was a little sad. Well, he also accidentally <clears throat> popped the volleyball, so there's yeah. also that. I don't, I don't know how he did that, but yeah, I know. He, he certainly did just by like nervously holding it. He I just know. popped it. He was and just all those, like anxious. And all those people, he's like, oh, can I play with you? And they're just like, no. Yeah. Then, yeah. Poor little, poor little dude. So he's just hanging out with Spunky, his dog, because it's his best friend. Um, he does throw like a stick in the water and then instantly like Spunky gets swallowed by a fish in which he yeah. has to rescue him from the fish. And then do the Heimlich on the dog for some reason. He finds a one-eyed pelican, which I'm pretty sure is another name for a penis. Yeah, I was going to say. It's a peg-legged one-eyed pelican. Yeah, and, and I didn't want to I really gook. hope that's not you know, a nickname for another, somebody's penis. Another quick fact, I totally dropped out, but uh, one of the, like, the meet-up places that him and heifer like eat at frequently is the choky chicken yeah, uh, yeah. which they changed the name because you know that's whacking it <laughs> i uh, i i i didn't google peg leg one-eyed pelican because like my algorithm's already pretty fucked um but i'm pretty sure it's a penis uh leave a message in the comments if that's a penis uh <laughs> that's a penis oh my god Message boards are lighting up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh fuck! Just in, definitely a penis. (laughs) Uh, On our very first live episode of Cartoon Tonic. Um, Oh, guys, we're slap happy. Yeah, right. So uh, eventually, uh, Spunky gets uh, Spunky, which is also kind of a penis-related thing. Uh, Spunk. (laughs) Yeah, gets picked up by uh, the penis pelican, and. there's this kind of like like Rocco's trying to go rescue him, so he's he's like running after him. He uh, somehow the pelican goes over a wall, which ends up being a nude beach. So he's yeah. like, okay. So he takes his pants off, puts it on his head, and then this scene that got me like, there's just for the first time, like a normal looking like older human being just kind of comes in frame and goes, hmm, and then just puts a sensor bar yeah. on Rocco. <laughs> Fucking love that. That was great. So he goes over into the nude beach and there's just a bunch of screaming and he comes back and he like runs into that lady that he was already in her bosom. Um, and then she, once she picks him up and his uh, sensor bar falls off and she kind of like stares at where his dick should be. Yeah. You obviously don't see it. And then she again goes, how dare you? And then throws him into the volleyball game. He gets spiked into the ground where there's like sand roaches down there. Just like sitting on like a chair, like watching TV or reading the newspaper. And the wife roach goes like, honey, did you hear something? Like there's just so much weird shit going on at one time. Just chaos. Just just, chaos. That is the word. Literal fucking chaos. Yes. He goes and finds Spunky at the fish market. He's on ice. He has to purchase Spunky back. And then they go home. And it was just kind of a nice little wrap up where they now have ice. So Spunky is just defrosting in front of a fan and he's now cool. It was just kind of like a, you know, a, a weird little like send up. But that segment had a lot going on. It was, it was an assault to the senses. Almost every single one of them. I didn't smell anything. It's probably good. <laughs> That's probably for the best considering the things that were available to be sniffed. 
I did taste a one-eyed pelican. I uh, don't know what that no. means. Um, Coconut water. Yeah. Uh, come see me do stand-up, guys. You, you won't regret it. Yeah. I. You know, was there any? There was a lot going on, but was there anything like big from that segment that I, we may have skipped over? The only thing that I thought was really entertaining, and it actually happened in the first segment as well, so it makes me think maybe it's a continuous thing, is there are paramedic beavers that they show up and either go to help the wrong thing in a situation, help the thing but wrongly, or run over somebody with their ambulance. So in this this particular segment, when um, the dog is eaten by a fish, they come over to help. They're like, oh, somebody needs help. And they keep going, hop, 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 when they're carrying the stretcher over to wherever they're going. But this time, instead of helping Spunky, they just grabbed the fish and threw the fish on a, a barbecue grill. And then you just see it get skewered with like a metal rod. And that's it. That's the end yep. of that little yep. three-second side story. Um, but they, they were in both segments with just that hop, 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 hop. <laughs> I like that. I did like that. It was like pretty that. damn good. That, that um, was pretty good. Other than that, it was just, it was pure chaos. It was, yeah. It was. So I think this is a logical uh, point in our conversation to give a rating. And I think that the rating system today, the only one that works is zero to five uh, euphemisms for penises. Um, So uh, I I thought you were going to say one eyed pelican. (laughs) You know, I went uh, went a little further with it. I like to keep you on edge. I like, I, I like the edge, you know. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, for our listeners at home, uh, we got to see Brian think of a joke. Uh, we can see him on the video right now, and you saw him say, "I like to keep you on edge," and then blink three or four times, and then bring you that edge joke. I just, I wanted to narrate it for you. I'm feeling uh, a little exposed that you know my process. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. I trust both of you. You are my dearest friends. Uh, Kayla, let's start with you. Yeah, so this was wholesome. And I'm on a kick right now where I am just... Okay, so this wasn't 100% wholesome. There was a lot of dick jokes. But the (laughs) characters were wholesome. Um, There's something slightly naive and cynical at the same time about Rocco that was really endearing. I like the writing. It was a a lot chaotic in some of the the parts of the segment, but I liked the the over overarching theme of the beginning segment, which was Cardinals are basically a ripoff and they're not worth your money, but your outlook on it can change how your experience goes. Like there was still kind of like this nice warm tone to it. The second segment was just about hanging out with your dog at the beach. And I liked that. It was yeah. good. Lots of 90s. The only thing this did more than chaos was 90s. For sure. Uh, I mean, the colors, the sounds, the voices, the the voice styles, super 90s, which is ironic if this was originally started to be written in the 80s. If I'm looking at nostalgic, the only thing that was particularly nostalgic for me was the music in the beginning. I don't remember a whole lot in specific about this show. I didn't really get that nostalgia feeling. All of that to be said... In addition, actually, the animation was fair. It's okay. It was yeah. in that like zany realm where it doesn't have to be clean and look realistic. It was just very stylized. I'm gonna give this. I'm on the fence, but I think I'm gonna do three euphemisms for a penis because I don't feel like I need to watch more. I would. 
that would be fine. It was entertaining. It was wholesome. It was decently well done. But it was just middling. It was all right. It was it was a 90s Nicktoon. Nice. Uh, Josiah? So I... I really enjoyed this, mostly for the nostalgic factor for me. Like, I, I remembered quite a bit. Uh, there was a lot that I forgot that was kind of flooding back mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. One of the things that I kind of noticed and that I liked a lot is that there was a lot of, like, adult jokes, but there was also a lot of jokes that were just kind of more mature, like the like the parking gag and everything, mm-hmm. the gag with the sensors and stuff like that. Those are jokes that not... I wouldn't say are like directed specifically towards kids because a lot of younger kids probably wouldn't get it. But it's again, it's kind of refreshing to see them in a cartoon where it's not like it's not talking down to the kids. If Mm -hmm. they get it, then that's cool. If not, then that's all right, too. Like this felt like controlled chaos to me. Mm -hmm. Like it very much felt like a mix kind of between Ren and Stimpy and like SpongeBob. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, I think that's a really good description of the chaos that was on the screen. And uh, yeah, just how how wholesome Rocco is. I I love the whole thing. I think I'm going to, I really, I would like to watch some more. I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go five, five. I'm going to go one-eyed pelicans this time. All right. I oh, praise. was I supposed to specify what you found? Oh, I don't, because I don't know. I no, 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 whichever no, you want. No, like you know, like we like to be all inclusive with our penis euphemisms. You know, like we don't love one more than the other. And on car- I'm going to take a stand here on Cartoon Tonic. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure that's a good idea, Ryan? No, I'm take just going to stand. I'm just going to go. Cartoon cut. Just going to go. It. Just going to go into my my review. Okay. Um. <laughs> I kind of agree with the both of you. I think the one thing that I enjoyed the most about this was um, it was pretty cartoony. It had Looney Tune-esque moments mm-hmm. to it with, uh, you know, them getting injured and flattened and turning into accordions and like, you know, kind of the slapstick on top of like the kind of gross situational humor. It was a good mix of like a bunch of different kinds of cartoons because it would have been really easy for them just to be a weird gross cartoon kind of like Ren and Stimpy, but they mm-hmm. kind of walked that line a little bit and they kept it on kind of both sides of the aisle. And I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, Cause I don't always love situational humor, particularly in cartoons, but they, they kind of did a good job with it. It looked gross, you know, because I think that's what they were going for. But as far as like, like visually, I think it holds up better than a lot of cartoons from the early 90s. You know, it yeah. still looked relatively clean. I mean, it wasn't clean because they made it look gross, <laughs> but it was the animation looked yes. fine. And I'm just going to piggyback on both of you and say that, yeah, Rocco is so fucking wholesome and just, just such a, a good boy. And just such a gross world, right? Yeah. Like, he's just so when he's like, when he's like walking through the beach, like stepping over, he's like, oh, sorry, sorry, mate. You know, you're okay. You all right? Like, you th- I just right. really like that. And he's like, oh, Spunky, you're my best bud. You know, he just like yeah, really loves He's just, he's just so sweet. He's just a wallaby that loves his dog. And how do you, and like, how do you not like that character? You know, mm-hmm. it, was, it was pretty nice. Um, I would have liked them to push the jokes a little bit more, you know, because it was just a lot. It was, you know, slapsticky and and like kind of gross out humor. So some more jokes would have been good. But I think they kind of like redeemed themselves in that department a little bit with just like kind of all the background stuff. There's a lot of things going on that you can catch on rewatch, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, so I'm going to split the difference between you two and, and uh, give it four euphemisms for penis because 
uh, it was really enjoyable. I, I had a good time. Um, I would definitely, definitely go back and watch some more episodes, but starting at season two, cause I want that legit theme song. Yeah. You know, that's, Nostalgia that's what theme I theme song. Yeah. Pretty, pretty high praise all around. I was, uh, pleasantly pleasantly surprised i think i was just expecting another ren and stimpy mm-hmm. and i wasn't ready for that today <laughs> so, so this was a pleasant surprise so everyone join us after the break where we're gonna do a something, something. I, I don't know we're gonna do something. We, you know it's, something's gonna happen after the break and you'll want to be there you will we don't know what it is but we know that you're gonna want to be there <laughs> A mere $30 buys you fine food, fast rides, and some um, challenging games. Games? That's right, kangaroo boy. And we're back. Uh, guys, I've been thinking for literal weeks on today's game. Uh, just fine-tuning it, uh, you know, just, just, just getting it as perfect as I possibly can. Because our listeners deserve that you know and i want them to have a pleasant experience listening to this podcast so uh my idea for a game would be in in the first segment uh rocco defeats some uh pretty cheap carnival games in some very cartoony ways Mm -hmm. Uh, so i was thinking i would have uh you two beat a cheap carnival game in your own cartoony way you how, how does that sound i like a challenge i like it Okay, so I think we sh- we'll, we'll we'll start with you today, Kayla, and I think that I want you to beat uh, the carnival game where you have to throw like darts at balloons. That that uh, you know that one where it's like really blunt uh, darts that they give you, and the balloons are underfilled. So even if you do hit it, just kind of fucking bounces, bounces off. off of it. You Back have a better chance of, of blinding <laughs> yeah. yourself than you do of actually popping a balloon added bonus that i am not very good um at accurately throwing things uh in a cartoon you can be i can be so okay i think i got a good idea for this one i'm at the carnival i'm cartoonified i'm walking up and i'm imagining brian as a slug daring me to be able to defeat this game you're now a slug. I just thought taunt, you should know. Just fucking taunting Just taunting. You. There's a rude frog. Uh, there's Brian as a slug. Everybody's making it a bad time. And I am choosing, because this is a carnival, to use a different way to, to dart all of these balloons. And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. There will be a flower growing next to the booth. And I'm going to pick that flower. I'm going to stick it on the dart. And I'm going to throw that dart at the board and stick it to the board, right? Following me? And then you're going to think, oh, she missed the balloons. There's no way she's going to win this. She didn't even pop a single balloon, except here's the thing. This carnival clearly destroyed the field of flowers that it was in. And there are so many pollinators that are like, oh my God, my flowers. I have now made that board a great target for all of the area's hummingbirds, which in cartoons (laughs) always have very pointy beaks, and they are going to aggressively fly at the flower and pop every single balloon on the board, making the board balloonless and covered in pointy hummingbirds that have stuck their faces into the wall so that I might defeat this carnival game. I like that. That's cartoony as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) I want to say that's definitely not where I thought you were going with it. 
I'm like, uh, it's going to have thorns or something. I don't. Yeah. I just, I picture, you know, that like near noise that, that all right. flying things make in a cartoon, but it's just a bombardment of hummingbirds that are coming for that one flower that I missed uh, the dart with. So. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very clever. Yeah. That was great. What you got, Slug Brian? <laughs> I don't love that, but Saya. <laughs> <laughs> um, for you, I think I want you to beat the ring toss. So every carnival has a just a collection of bottles that are way too close to one another and like kind of hollowed out rings. So when you throw it, it's always going to tip another bottle and then flip it a bunch and then it's going to fall in oh, between yeah. the bottles like every single fucking time. Can I oh, can man. I point out that I never really <laughs> figured out how they rigged the, the ring toss game until literally just now? I was just like, oh, you just have to be really accurate. I wasn't thinking about the fact that the bottles are <laughs> extremely close. Great. You're welcome. <laughs> so how would you beat that in a cartoony way? So I'm going to go with the first thing that came to mind, which is uh, I picture myself a lot like Rocco, where I've tried this several times and it's just not working. And I get so angry that I just start like frantically twirling the ring on my finger and I'm doing it so fast that the centrifugal force is making the ring bigger. <laughs> and I just get all the bottles in one. <laughs> just spinning and expanding. Yep. And, and then the, the slug's like, ah, oh, shit, I guess that counts. <laughs> <laughs> here's, your, here's your Chinese finger trap. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cartoony. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys should give me one. Yeah, what, we're turning the tables on you, um, non-slug Brian. Oh, what you want to do? Thank you. Um, well, Brian had a fantastic reaction to the uh, flip a frog, and I think <laughs> so. We we should go something along those lines, and I think maybe instead just the traditional strength test, where no matter how hard you use the mallet to hit the board, it is never going to go up and ring that bell. Normally, it's like. Like there's something that's stopping that little thing. Or I think I've actually seen it before where somebody hit it. It was clearly hit the clearly hit the bell, but there's <laughs> no physical way for the thing to hit the bell. So it didn't ring. So they oh. said it didn't count. Wow. Oh, so shit. you have a rigged strength test, Brian. How are you doing this? Please don't murder frogs. <laughs> <laughs> I think that mine would be a situation kind of like Rocco where he had multiple attempts. So I'm just like just shelling out money to like for my pride, essentially. So the first time I would do it, it would like go up like maybe a foot. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I would do the first cartoony thing that I I would see in a cartoon where I would uh, get an oil can and I would put a couple drops by my (laughs) armpits because they do that in cartoons. I don't know why. Um, And it would go up like maybe five feet. But still, I'm like, no. I, I got to do this. And I would do the next cartoony thing, which is where I put inflatable muscle sleeves over my arms <laughs> and I blow them up like SpongeBob to where mm-hmm. they're just like bulging out. You got then, anchor arms. <laughs> I got anchor arms. Yeah. Uh, and then it would go up like almost to the top, but it's still not quite there. And I'm, and I'm frustrated. So the last thing that I would do, the most cartoony thing was I would wheel up a uh, giant diving board. And I would climb up the ladder with an Acme anvil. I would stand at the end of it and then carefully drop it down and then uh, 
hit uh, hit the bell. But the problem would be at that point is I was being pursued by a coyote the entire time. <laughs> so he followed me up the ladder as I'm still standing on the diving board. And he goes with the saw to cut down the diving board. And I'm like, oh, no. But then after he cuts it, uh, his side falls down and mine's completely fine. I'm still just standing <laughs> just there. Just stays up the there. <laughs> you know, cartoons. Beautiful. <laughs> the slug goes, winner, winner, as the coyote falls and just splats into uh, on a uh, multicolored goo. <laughs> on a, oh, the poor frog. I mean, they just massacred that bad lad. Like, they just. Oh, they God. really did. So that <sighs> carnival game is a real game, but I've only ever seen it with fake frogs. But there has to be like some like it's had to be like in the, like the twenties or something. They used like, real ah, frogs, frogs, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Give a living thing to a small child, have it hug it in a pond. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds like something <laughs> they would have done in the twenties. They're just frantically looking at objects near them. Like, uh, here's a game. <laughs> like we got a fuck ton of frogs. What do we do with these? <laughs> Hey, so that game that I worked on for a very long time, I think, worked out pretty yeah, well. Yeah, it worked pretty good. We, good all job, are, we all are winners. You guys we were are. more whimsical than I, but, uh, you know. I have an army of fun. hummingbirds. It's bound to happen. <laughs> and um, I watch way too many cartoons. So Yeah, I mean, we do me. have this cast, so we watch a lot of cartoons. It's, true. it's for work. It's for work. It, yeah, it's, yeah, for it's work. professional. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Yeah, we just got 401k matching uh, mm-hmm. here at Cartoon Tonic. <laughs> yep, so we uh, we matched contribution, and seeing as the contribution is zero, we're we're doing excellent. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we bring alcohol to one another. We share food and desserts. That's mm-hmm. kind of like matching benefits. It's about yeah. as much benefits are currently available at most jobs right now. But that's another topic for. Uh, for <laughs> yeah, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> Saya. Can you give us an update on Grace Note, please? Pretty so please. I, I, I can. I'm do a little it, spooked. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, I'm gonna real quick plug uh, Grace Note Forge, a little uh, a little project me and Kayla are working on with uh, blacksmithing and metalwork. And you know, you might be thinking like, how does this relate to cartoons? If this is your first time listening, um, it doesn't. But <laughs> you know, we're still here. So actually, recently, just a peek behind the curtain uh, for anyone following. I uh, recently worked on a project that your wife commissioned me for, uh, which was... I I saw a sneak peek and I'm so fucking excited. Yeah, it's... I got to work with uh, Alligator Tooth, which is something like your your wife is a zoologist. So this came from a reputable place. And this was... An alligator's mouth. It was a lot of fun. Really interesting one. Should make a cool video. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, That's GraceNoteForge at YouTube.com. It looks really cool, and you repaired it too because it was like split, so and it just yeah, it looks yeah, it was beautiful. tricky. There's yeah. uh, very little info online about how to repair. It. I I for one am There's shocked. There's no alligator <laughs> dentist. <laughs> you know what? God damn it! There should be. There should be. You're now an alligator dentist. I actually had to brush it too with a toothbrush. <laughs> you did. I'm serious. You did. <laughs> I, I love that visual so much. <laughs> brush up, brush up, brush. Yeah. <laughs> And Kayla, where can people find the lot of us should they choose to find the lot of us? Well, I think that we're all on the same social media, but if you would like to follow us, you'd like to find us, you'd like to find out more about Cartoon Tonic, you can do so by going to Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook and searching Cartoon Tonic Podcast. We are there at all three. Drop us a line. Let us know you're listening. Uh, Like, follow, share if you're enjoying what you're hearing. 
Um, if you're not enjoying what you're hearing, send us a message at uh, cartoontonic at gmail.com because we do appreciate feedback. But if you're really mean, I'm going to put you in the junk folder and that'll feel real nice. <laughs> um, we are also currently on Redbubble with merch. Anything that you purchase from there, um, all the profits come right back into the podcast so we can keep hosting, keep having fun, keep drinking interesting drinks and making funny jokes. At least we think they're funny jokes. Um, so that's Redbubble. Take off the uh, mature content filter and find us there. Get yourself some swag. Have some fun. That's all, mate. Thanks for listening. Hey, boy. <laughs> oh, it was great. It was great. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. I was not expecting that. What the fuck? At Cartoon Tonic, we drink responsibly and hope you do too. Thanks for listening.